Hello, it is 6 a.m. in New York, 12 p.m. in Johannesburg, and 7 p.m. in Bangkok. Welcome to In Transit with Sunday Bean. I am an intercultural strategist, transformation facilitator, and solution-oriented coach. And I am on a mission to help you adapt and succeed and get through any life transition. Maybe in these times, we can draw on the wisdom of Winston Churchill. If you're going through hell, keep going. (laughs) This is really part of the reason why I have been so committed to delivering the study series inside the In Transit Hub Study Support and Proven Results in Unstudied Times all of April 2022 together with the XY Coach Coalition because for some people living with this level of uncertainty and unpredictability feels like hell. (laughs) And what we're looking for is some sort of direction or soft landing that we can trust. I get it. This episode, we're going to talk about how do we move forward steadily and get results in our lives in unsteady times. And I'm doing this on this this recording on the same day that I'm giving what's called a latte in learn for the study series where I'll talk about how you can anchor your support in solid tools for coaching expats. So if you are someone who wants to work with expats or already does, make sure that you check out that learning series that I do because it will help give you more insight. But what I wanted to do today is bring some of those same ideas into this episode so everybody could benefit. Let's focus on the word that we've heard honestly since 2020, and I'm sure you're sick of hearing it. The word is unprecedented, right? We're just so over it of always (laughs) hearing about how we've never gone through this before and we just don't know how to move forward. We know that. We know that times are unprecedented and it's like we're, we're looking for more. How do we move forward? How do we deal with these unprecedented times, right? How do we deal with these current circumstances when we have no roadmap? And everybody's looking at everybody else going, uh, yeah, help, can you help me out here? <laughs> And, you know, I've been doing a lot of thinking about this myself, and I think part of it is that we need a fresh language, um, a fresh approach to talk about the way that things are changed. And I have to be really honest, when all of this started, actually in December 2019, I'm like, oh, that's just a thing in China, and it's not going to come to South Africa, it's not going to come to Europe, et cetera. And then all of a sudden, March 2020, things started to get real. In fact, I um, I almost got locked out of South Africa. Uh, had I not followed my intuition and changed my flight, I would have been in big trouble and separated from my family. At the time, I didn't want to accept that the world was different. But now that we're two, three years on, we know it's a change world. So we need new language to explain this change world, and we need a roadmap to move forward. So even if we don't know if the map works yet, it's better than having no map at all. So I'm turning to the work from Yames Kaisko, a renowned futurist, and that work has been built on from Stefan Grabmeier for for direction. And you may have heard about this. This is something that um, 
we've been talking about actually for several years, even before the pandemic, but it's talking about living in a banny world. A banny world is brittle, anxious, nonlinear, and incomprehensible. Does that sound familiar? <laughs> right? I mean, for real, how much around you feels brittle? How much anxiousness are you seeing in yourself, in your loved ones, on your social media feed, in the news, globally? Nonlinear and is a little bit more abstract, and we're going to talk about that a little bit but incomprehensible for sure. That one is intuitive. We get that. <laughs> but we're going to go through each term and we're going to talk about how do we how do we use Banny as a roadmap in our lives now to create steady progress and get proven results. So let's start with brittle. Now again, what I'm sharing is in part based on um, how I've digested the work from Naimis Kaisko and from Stefan Grabmeier and how I've seen it work out in our lives in transit, especially for those who are living highly globally mobile lives or used to before all this stuff started. Brittle, B for Banny is brittle. And this is the thing. We know brittle. We know it's something that's fragile. And brittle is something that can fall apart. And the tricky part about living in a brittle world is that we can't rely on something brittle, even when it seems stable, right? Even what feels stable can be fragile, right? And for example, that's how I felt when I felt like we had reached stability at the end of the pandemic or what we were coming out of the pandemic and all of a sudden Russia invaded Ukraine. I felt like something crumbled and it felt like there was stability, but there really wasn't. And maybe you felt that in your own life where you didn't get the assignment or maybe uh, your company sent you home early, or maybe they removed a contract that you thought was going to be long-term, right? Creating instability in something that you thought was stable. So I don't think I need to give more examples. I think you get it. Brittle. Wanting to rely on something, but realizing that even what seems stable can be fragile. So that's inherent in the Banny world. The next one is anxious. I've noticed this in really large ways with potential clients is this idea of helplessness or even, you know, working through this with my clients. Anxiousness, people feel helpless. Have you caught yourself waiting for the next disaster or crisis? If you're a business owner, were you afraid to even plan anything because you felt like it was just going to get sabotaged anyway? Or maybe you've noticed a tendency to be passive, right? I am seeing implications in this. People who, who put their dreams, their, their ambitions, their internal transformations pretty much on hold from that feeling of anxiousness and helplessness and and are now frustrated that they didn't work through that when it started to emerge in 2020, because now we are heavy two years down the road and they, they realize in hindsight that they could have been taking small, gentle action. Again, not, 
not ignoring your feelings, not ignoring reality, but small, gentle action to move forward, which would actually be nurturing and would reduce anxiety. That's the irony about this idea about anxious is when you're feeling helpless and you go into a mode of passivity, you actually stay stuck in anxiety and anxiousness rather than nurturing where you're at into something more positive, more empowering. So definitely been seeing that happening. Nonlinear is a really interesting one in terms of the concept with Banny. Nonlinear, I'll let you do your own research and read more about it and how it has to do with tech, how it has to relate to AI, all kinds of interesting things. But in our everyday lives, think about it, how small decisions have large impacts. I saw this happening where people were asking themselves, should I stay or go? I had clients who were um, on the verge of repatriating or expatriating, and they had to decide, do we go this week or not? Because if they didn't make that decision, it would have had an impact of getting locked out or in for 18 months, right? Um, Being there for a funeral or not. Small decisions, large impacts. And we've been seeing that happen. Um, we've been seeing changes with the delayed impact. I've noticed changes that have happened have had an impact on my business one year later. I'm like, hey, what? Where'd that come from? But I re- now in hindsight, I can see that. But it was it's nonlinear. It's not one-to-one. So you're watching that happen as a business owner. And you might notice for yourself that when you're putting in your effort, it just might fizzle. So you can't count on your steady progress when when that's happening. There are two examples I think about that are gorgeous about nonlinear. One, do you remember when that container got stuck in the canal and it had, it was a small thing for that one container, but it had like massive global impacts on all of the people who are waiting for their things globally. Um, So that was a large impact. And there's something I'm thinking about, I was just saying it to my husband last night, while he was cooking, this idea of nonlinear, what we watched happen, it's actually, I think, going to be quite beautiful, but I've noticed my youngest son create friendships with new classmates and also girls in his class because of sharing of gaming online. And this started from lockdown. And now he has friendships with girls that he hasn't before. And he's associated those girls with gaming. And I just think about what kind of lawn linear impact might that have when young kids of all, all over on the gender spectrum are, are interested in gaming. And what will that do for creating a lower bias um, around who are gamers? Um, who is competent at gaming, what friendships were established online now might result in new business relationships 20 years from now. We don't know. And that's going to be fun to see. So that's one of the positive things I think about nonlinear of um, my word for this year is infinite possibilities. So I am trying to have that clear message with the universe about what I mean with infinite possibilities. But that is something that I think is fun to tap into when we think about how this nonlinear nature, um, what might be possible. So because of that nonlinearness that's going on, the results seem to lack logic or purpose, right? And it, it could be something, you know, if you remember my recent interview with Michael Gronovold, how we talked about AI and how if something, if a bias is programmed into artificial intelligence, 
it can have literally life-changing negative impacts on communities. Like they were talking about um, levels of oxygen measurement and black lives, right? So this it's, it's incomprehensible that one minor misbiased code can actually impact lives. It is absurd at what can happen and the impact uh, and magnitude of that. So it is hard to grasp and it does feel absurd. Uh, and that's why we're living in this uh, incomprehensible time. I, I know I, when I woke up January 6th, when the U.S. Capitol was the insurrection happened and I looked at the photos with the furs and the horns and all of this stuff and some of the things that happened inside the Capitol, it, it was for me the definition of absurd. I, I couldn't believe that was happening in the nation's capital. And for those who, who've been following, you know, racism in the U.S., they might say that it's not surprising, but the images were absurd. And the idea is just, it's overwhelming. And so this idea of the incomprehensible happening, we're, we're watching incomprehensible things happening politically, um, innocent lives being lost around the world. When you wake up in the morning, you're like, really, I can't even comprehend this, right? And for me, when we call it uncertainty reduction, when you're feeling uncertain, you go for information to reduce uncertainty. And what we're noticing now is, unfortunately, more data doesn't always clarify. In fact, it might even confuse or overwhelm. And you know that when, you know, people were doing research on COVID, who were they listening to, which experts were credible, you know, which social media feeds were saying what about it. So I think I've made the case pretty clear. We are in a banny world and, and you might have your own examples that you're thinking of. And this might make you feel like it's the end of the world. I'm thinking of that song. It's the end of the world as we know it. And I'm joking and it's not funny, right? I, I mean, I, I say this um, with a little, I'm, I'm trying to laugh because otherwise you'll cry your eyes out. But the thing is, is I am hopeful. I really am hopeful. And I, my thing, and I'll talk about this more throughout this whole episode this is where we're at, right? The, it, I, I struggle sometimes when, when something changes. I do love to live in denial for a while. It's like one of my coping strategies. So I like to, you know, plug my ears and go, la, 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 it's not happening. I'm going to ignore it, right? But I feel like I'm in a place now where I'm like, no, this is, this is new game. This is what we're doing, right? So what, where is the optimism? Where can I feel empowered and what can we do about it? And I do feel optimistic and I'm especially, there are two groups I'm thinking about. One, for those of us who've been living cross-cultural or globally mobile lives, we are perfectly poised to do this. And I'll tell you more in a second why I mean that. And the other is for those of us who are in coaching, who are therapists or other professionals or serving expats, this is our time. We are made for this, and this is our time to support in unsteady times. This is where we need to be showing up as fully as possible to make as much of an impact as we can, right? I know as individuals, we can ride this out in a new way, and I know as coaches and those in a support function, especially for those who are living globally mobile lives, are perfectly poised to support in unsteady times. So here's, here's how, and I hope that you feel that same level of hope and optimism by the time you're listening to this episode. So thankfully we can draw on the work from others, other futurists who have created a beginning of a roadmap for us to move forward. So when we're looking at 
banny, right? Brittleness. What does brittleness require us to do? When things are brittle, what do we need to build? When there's anxiety, how do we reduce anxiety so we can still function? In a context where there's non-linearity, how do we continue to adapt? And when things are feeling incomprehensible, what do we need to draw on to move forward? Those are important questions, and I want us to explore them together today in this episode. And it's very much, we were talking about living in a Banny world on Expath Global. We did a live chat on April 14th with experts. Um, I was also joined by Angie Weinberger, and we were talking about this Banny world and what does that mean when we are living in transition and our challenges feel unseen. And my perspective is, hey, new game. Like we really need to update, and I'll talk about this more in other podcasts, update our operating system, update our operating instructions. We need a new game. And this is our opportunity as individuals and those who support the Globally Mobile, for example, to have a new game. And this is hard to do because we have what has worked. We have our patterns and our habits. And it's like we need to switch out the lens. You know, if we were wearing glasses and we had on, let's say, rose colored glasses, we got to take those rose tinted glasses and put in the ones that help us see now more clearly and help us see what what maybe is uh, subtle. Right. And again, all of this is about steady, steady results, proven results. And most of this is not dramatic. It's done on or off switch. It's gentle. It's nuanced. So we're going to walk through that really briefly when we're talking about the Banny, Banny, right? So I'm going to go backwards from Banny. We're going to start with incomprehensible. This is, it's like, I, what do I do when I can't comprehend it, right? How do I, how do I anchor myself and steady myself when everything feels incomprehensible? Honestly, we, we have to anchor ourselves and what can we do? One, I think as business owners, and I'm going to talk more about the business side in another episode and in one of my latte and learns, but from as business owners, if things are incomprehensible, we can work on being transparent, uh, transparent with our community. If we are a family member, we can be transparent about where we are or with ourselves. So it's, Hey, I've never done this before. Um, things are always changing. I don't quite understand the layers here. I'm working to try to understand, right? Really drawing on transparency. And I think this technique when we're dealing with incomprehensibility and we're being transparent about where we are actually positively impacts the anxiety level because then we're just reminding everyone we're in this together and we are human and we don't know, but at least I'm sharing what I do know and what I don't know. Okay. And the other thing I think when we're looking at incomprehensibility, when we're looking at what all this calls for is, is intuition. And, um, Stefan Grabmeier has a great, uh, graphic that I'll share in the show notes, which helps you see how these match up one-to-one. But when, when we don't understand and there isn't a clear roadmap that's already been given to us, who decides, who decides what the next steps are? You do with your intuition that you are nurturing. And I think so for any of us that are not already nurturing our intuition, this is the time to do it. Because I know for myself, when I've been through a crisis situation, like when we were in Burkina Faso and there was a political uprising or there was an attempted coup d'etat or there was a terrorist attack or whatever was going on, 
I remember in the beginning, in one of the early crisis situations, I was looking to the outside for answers until my husband was like, Sunday, no one has the answers. We have to look within. And so this is really important to really tap into our intuition. So what does that mean? How do you tap in to your intuition? And I think it very connects to the same strategies that help us reduce our anxiety. So if we're looking at Banny, that was incomprehensible. That's the I. I want to skip over to the A, anxiety. And anxiety asks us to be mindful, right? And that helps us actually hone our intuition. Do you see how these are interconnected? So when we're feeling anxiety, maybe we need to go to mindfulness, like, wow, how am I feeling? And am I present? Am I tapping into my intuition, right? Mindfulness and then empathy. And I think the perfect example is this recent crisis with Russia and the Ukraine. Because of the way I'm connected globally, I when I felt my anxiety rise about that context, it was very self-centered. It was around my anxieties, around my life. But when I was able to drop down into empathy, into mindfulness, I was able to see it in way more complex ways. I was able to understand what was I grieving? How was I really doing? What did I need to do to show up for my clients? What did I need to do to show up for myself? And then how do I have empathy with all parties? For those who are directly impacted around the world in nuanced ways, because this is obviously, this is much more uh, beyond just two countries in conflict. This is tapping in a generational trauma around the world, that Weltschmerz, right? So are you now in terms of moving forward and whatever steady progress you want to create in your life, whether it's in your business or your relationship or your parenting approach or your health, we need to we need to make sure we are also navigating and holding this banny world up with healthy strategies, right? And empathy and mindfulness are, are two of those things that will help with the anxiety. So just do a quick check with yourself. Like, are you engaging in um, intentional empathy, intentional mindfulness as a strategy to reduce anxiety, right? If not, then there you go. Now you know right? That's something you can start. Same thing with when things are incomprehensible. Are you intentionally um, doing the work to tap into your intuition and being transparent with your community, your community's family, loved ones, etc.? All right. So we've talked about incomprehensible anxiety. Let's pop back um, to non-linearity. Um, it calls for, according to you know the research that we're, we're looking at, it calls for actually what people who are living globally mobile lives are great at anyway, looking at context and adaptivity. So what is beautiful about this is for those of you who are in my community who are um, living in transition, right, and have, have had multiple transitions over and over, you know there are parts of you that are highly adaptive. This isn't your first rodeo, right? So reminding yourself, hey, I have been adaptive in the past and I can adapt now. What did I do in the past that worked? How can I apply that to now? Right. And what is the context I need to be seeing now? And this goes a little bit. This is again, you see how these are all interrelated with context. I tap into empathy. Like what is not just my context, but what's the global context? What's the economic context, the relational context, right? So we can we can nurture our own strategies by um, 
tapping into that right context. What do I know about the context and how have I been adaptive in the past? So that helps us with nonlinearity, helps us cope and, and move forward. So we've got the Annie, but we haven't talked about brittle yet, right, with Banny. And brittleness requires us to build capacity and resilience, right? Capacity and resilience. And this is something I've talked about for years. You know that I am about building capacity and resilience. I do, this is something that I, I am, it's one of my, you know, rally cries, my battle cries. We do need to constantly be building our capacity and building resilience, Um for whatever life slings at us, right? Even in normal times, because we're doing real life. And so I would encourage you to do an assessment for yourself. Are you taking care of yourself? You know what I say about first class self-care, that we, are you taking excellent care of yourself so that you can, can, optimize your capacity, right? And it doesn't mean you have to be super strong. It means like just as strong as you can be now. So you can be as resilient as you can be now. So it's not feeding into the brittleness, but actually creating strength inside of you, inside of your organization, inside of your business, inside of your family, right? That is so important. And this is something I've been talking about this entire time. This is not new. So you can check back at some of my other podcasts on how to build resilience and how to take care of yourself for more insight. But I want to, to put that out there because it is so critical now in these uncertain times. And I, I mentioned that because I don't want you to get back into that place of passivity and helplessness because no matter what is going on globally, life does continue to move forward and the world is still spinning. And we do need to keep putting food on the table and keep nurturing our relationships and keep taking care of ourselves, right? So that is so important. I talk a lot more about this on building resilience inside my program, Adapt and Succeed, where I, I also train my coaches from Expect Coach Coalition on how to help individuals build capacity and resilience. So listen, just a side note for resilience, if you are supporting others, if you're a parent, if you are an employer, if you are inside um, an existing community, we we will serve others and help people build their capacity and resilience, but don't forget about your strategies. And I always tell my clients, you're the golden goose, you're creating the golden egg, so you need to be the one who is also out there doing your work. And what I know about people who are empathetic and want to serve and want to help others um, it's pretty easy to forget about yourself in the process. And that's the whole oxygen mask first uh, strategy. All right. So I think this is perfect, perfectly said by Yames Kaisko. He's the American anthropologist and futurist that talks about the Bani world. He says, foresight turns out to be a critical adaptive strategy for times of great stress. Right? So let's use this know-how, what do we know now? And how do we take that and put it forward, foresight, so that we are adaptive in, these, in this Banny world? How do we focus on nurturing our capacity and resilience? How do we focus on making empathy and mindfulness a practice? Keeping mindful of adaptive strategies and really seeing the context and then using transparency in our communication and tapping into our intuition. That's the roadmap. That's what we've got, right? And that is better than passive. That's better than freezing. That's better than not knowing. It's better than doing it the old way because old ways don't work in new systems. 
So there you go. <laughs> I'm going to go more in detail in that in session seven of the study series, where I'm going to talk about anchoring yourself for long-term business success. So if you want more, check that out. Also, if you would love to build your own capacity and resilience, your transparency, your empathy, and the way that you can build up yourself, but also others, um, if you are someone who already serves the globally mobile community or wants to, then I invite you to check out Expat Coach Coalition. I've been talking about it for weeks inside the Intransit Hub. I open the doors to this once or twice a year. This is the only time that I have it scheduled for 2022. So now is the time. This is an opportunity. Expat Coach Coalition is, is not just a program. It is actually a movement where... We collectively teach more expats proven strategies so they can make the most of their lives, even in a banny world, right? While we as professionals serving them have thriving businesses where we fortify our own business skills and our coaching skills and our own resilience ourselves. Because I truly believe that together we absolutely are stronger. We need that more than ever now in these times, right? How can we come together to amplify our competence? How can we adapt? How can we leverage what we already do well, right? How can we um, add fresh tools and serve those in global transition? Um, and how can you amplify how you show up in your business? That's what it's all about. It's a two-part program. If you're interested, apply and I'll send you all kinds of details, right? You'll find out about the tools that I teach. You'll find about the business side. One of my graduates just said it's like a mini MBA for solopreneurs. <laughs> so I love that. It is five months of your transformation. So you can build your confidence, your know-how, your security, and your revenue, right? Do not be intimidated by the people who've already joined the coalition because there are some amazing, fantastic professionals in there. But if you look at the lineup of who's already been through the program, don't do that thing where you're minimizing your own talents and abilities because I guarantee you there were others within the coalition who did that. And once they got over that, they were able to fully step in to their skills and abilities. Uh, what I'm loving is that this program has been around, it's tested, the materials have been tested for, I don't know, going on 12 years, and the actual program has been around coming on four or five years, and those in the community who have taken it um, have said, it's actually perfect for right now. When I, when I hear about it, listen to what one person said. She said, this program is great at providing action-based strategies to help me take control of whatever is bothering me rather than feeling like life is spinning out of control. And that came even before all of this, all of these interesting times um, welled up. So check it out. I'm happy to say more. Go ahead and apply at sundaybean.com expat hyphen coach hyphen coalition. All you do is apply, tell me about you, and then we can talk. Uh, but just a caveat, this is the only time in 2022 that I have that currently scheduled. It will be the last time I offer Expat Coach Coalition at this price. So don't miss out. Applications close April 29th, 2022. So the time this podcast goes live, it'll be Friday. So definitely get your application in. Applying doesn't commit you to anything, but it does invite you to um, have a conversation with me uh, if this is really a high fit for you. And we will be starting May 16th. 
So there you go. This is all part of the study series. It's going on all of April and we still have more. So join me that when this episode comes out, I will be getting ready for the latte and learn on the business side. So if you listen to this on the day it goes live, don't miss out on that live session that very day or catch the recording. You also have other things to look forward to, to help study yourself. We'll have Juliana Overmeyer coming in and talking about how to be unshaken in uncertain times where she'll help us look at how to rely on your faith in times of transition, not one faith or one religion, but in general. Uh, so you could adopt that to, to whatever way you draw sort of strength on something bigger. And then we have this beautiful way to look at feeling steady with Nick um, Pingue. She's ha- the founder of A Home Worth Having, how to design a space where you feel grounded and fully fit in. So even when the world out there feels scary, we can create um, a home where we feel grounded. All right, everyone, all of this is part of our intention of how do we move forward in a Bani world? How do we work through or with this brittleness, anxiety, non-linearity, and incomprehensibility that's going on? The answers are right there. They are right there, right? We, we in these unprecedented times, right, we can't control the outcomes, but we can move through the brittle while building capacity and resilience. We can manage anxiety by honing our empathy and mindfulness. We can cope with this non-linearity by staying focused on context and adaptability. And we can work through the incomprehensible, uh, one, in community with others, and also by being transparent and developing our intuition, right? That is the, the best roadmap that we have right now in a Bani world. And if you are a coach, an aspiring coach or a professional that serves expats in some way, do reach out about Expat Coach Coalition because the world needs us now more than ever, right? And I've got tested tools and business practices that will help you help others in these unsteady times. All right, you've been listening to In Transit with Sunday Bean. Thank you for listening. I'll leave you with the words from Alexandria Osasio-Cortez. Solving an unprecedented crisis will require unprecedented ambition. Um. <laughs>